Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. So the scripture text that we're going to read from today is starting in John chapter 4 and the 43rd verse. I said 30, but it's 43. We're going to read through verse 53. Praise God. Now after two days, he departed thence and went into Galilee For Jesus himself testified that a prophet hath no honor in his own country. Okay. Then when he was come into Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast. For this is referring back to John chapter 2. For they also went unto the feast... So Jesus came again into Canaan and of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. Let me, let me just stop there. This isn't in the notes, but I, I, it's interesting how John... He records these seven miracles, and the first one is Jesus turning the the water into wine. And that's really when an individual comes to a place of repentance and they accept that the sacrifice of Calvary is for them. This is the first miracle that a person has in their life, is that the Lord, His Spirit, the wine comes in to our life. Amen. It's a supernatural change of this water into wine. And this is what the Lord does when he comes into a person's individual. The first miracle that they'll have in their life is when they receive the spirit, amen, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it kind of goes into this second one as well, but... Maybe we'll talk about that. And there was a certain nobleman. Now, last week when Brother Ali taught, he taught on the woman at the well, and she was not of great character. She had been married a bunch of times, and then the person that she was currently with wasn't her husband. And the Lord did a great work there. Now, here we find that it's just the opposite end of the spectrum. It's not a a person of like Brother Ali taught on last week, but this person here, the Bible says, a certain noble man. So I imagine he was an individual that had some sense of, I guess, notoriety or, or prestige in the community. He probably had some substance, right? He probably had the ability to provide for himself and for them of his own house. I think it's a great picture 
of that God, right? Faith can come from any individual of any spectrum. Sometimes kind of fall into, maybe I have at times, where I think, well, it's going to be harder for this individual because they're in this position in the world, whereas this person really doesn't have anything, and it'll be easier for them to receive the gospel. Well, here's the situation is, is this is a nobleman, and he was faced with a set of circumstances that were beyond his control. There was a loved one in his family that was on the point of death. And so what it lets me realize is that there is a place that in everybody's life, regardless of the positions that they hold, that there will come times in their life when they know that the situation is beyond their control and they're looking for the supernatural, Jesus. Isn't that great? God is no respecter of persons. He didn't say to this man, hold on a second. I'm, I'm too busy. You, you, why don't you take a distribution from your 401k or from your retirement plan that you've put so much, vested so much effort into. Sell off some of those homes that you have and see if, he, he didn't rebuke him that way, right? So there <laughs> There are individuals who we think, or maybe I do at times, that this individual, maybe he doesn't deserve the Lord. Does anybody deserve the Lord? It's by grace, right, that we are saved. So we want to realize that even the boss, even the owner of the company, there are times in their life when they're searching for something more than just what the world offers through materialism, okay? And that's when we step in and we let our light shine. Amen. All right. And there was a, yes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So let me be, you can, we're, we're, we're told to pray for those, right, the, the leaders at some time. And we've got to pray for our elected leaders. And wouldn't it be great if all of a sudden the president said, whether whoever's president, but if the president this time said, I had a dream last night. And I tell you, I want to give my heart to the Lord. There are people that God is dealing with. So in this situation, noblemen, possibly royalty. That's great. Thank you. So there comes a time in everyone's life where there's a door of opportunity. And it's up to us. We're the ones to get the job done there. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him. Here's how this thing happened is, is he had already seen or heard what was going on earlier, right? And so when he got to the point 
where he needed a miracle in his life, this is when he was seeking after the Lord. Now, as we witness to people, and they know that this is the place where the church gets together and the Spirit of the Lord comes in and does miraculous things, and sometimes we get disappointed because we're inviting out, but they don't come. Well, here was a man that he had heard, he had saw the miracles, but he didn't stop and follow after Jesus, right? But when the time presented, when instability came, where did he go? So we have to feel the same way with these individuals that we're dealing with. Sometimes we think, it's not working because they're not coming. Well, you know what? They will when the things happen that shakes their foundation and they'll know where to go. And that's when they come in. Not all, but some of them, that's how they do it. And that's certainly the case here with this individual. When he had heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him, that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. <clears throat> Maybe he was a uh, somebody of, of the king's household, and he had a lot to potentially lose by seeking after Jesus. Could be. But eventually he got to that point. Can you go back to that real quick, the one before? He got to a place where he went to find Jesus and said, can you come to my house? Now, perhaps he had heard the stories. Jesus, he even lets the little children come unto him, right? And you think about if you were to meet Jesus or if you had a situation, what would be the response that you would expect? Probably would expect that. He would say, sure, let's go right now and, 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 and all of that. And look at the response that he gets here. The next verse. Then said Jesus unto him, except ye see signs and wonders, he will not believe. He kind of throws him a little curveball. <laughs> now, it's not quite the rebuke that he gives the, the lady, I think it's in Mark and Matthew, where he says she's got a child that's demon-possessed, and he says, listen, it's not for me to cast the children's meat unto the dogs. Now, that was a rebuke. Right. But in this case, John, it doesn't tell us why he said it. And we can make assumptions. And perhaps. I, you know, I don't know. I can only make a guess into why that Jesus said this. But I think here's the lesson to pull out is this. Is that the man did not stop. In petitioning Jesus to come. This was not the answer that he was expecting. He was not expecting this answer from the Lord, right? 
I'm sure if you look at different times of your life when you, when you have sought after God in prayer and, and petitioned him for things, and you get an answer, and you're thinking, Well, we need to be like this individual. We just keep on petitioning. Keep on petitioning. Yes. That's true. Amen. <clears throat> there are a lot that would love to uh, see that. Amen. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Then, or the nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down here, my child dies. He says, Look, my child is dying. He didn't get disappointed, didn't get upset, he didn't turn around. He continued to press him. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. And he went his way. Just keep it right there, Autumn, please. <clears throat> now, he was not expecting that. He was expecting that the Lord would come put his hand upon him, say a prayer, do something, and that he would come to be. He gets this a mild rebuke. He presses him again, and then the Lord says, go thy way, just, just go. Your son's alive. He didn't say, your faith has made him whole. He just said, go, your, son, your son's alive. Now, this thing did not work out the way that he, that he thought. He lived about 15 miles away. So he probably walked, maybe. Maybe he rode a donkey. I don't know, but it took a little bit of time. And I'm sure the whole time he, was, he had it all worked out in his mind. I'm going to let him know how desperate of a situation I'm in. And God or the Lord is going to move and something's going to happen here, right? So he gets a mild rebuke, and then he doesn't even go with them. And he just says, go thy way, thy son liveth. Now, here's the thing. At that point, this is when faith came in. He, had, he could do two things. He could have debated with the Lord, what, you're not coming? He believed just in the word. He believed in the word. How do we know he believed? Because his actions followed his belief, right? When you believe something, actions will follow. Yes. Sure, Naaman, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so there are times when we just have to trust in the word of God. We've got to trust in that spoken word. 
it's not coming the way that I anticipated or I thought it was going to happen, but I've got to believe God's word. I've got to believe in the direction that God is moving in my life, right? So <clears throat> sometimes we don't get the things how we anticipate it to be. It's like Abraham when he says, look, just let, just let uh, Ishmael be the one, <laughs> right? Is that what he said? Just, just can he be it? <laughs> in, in, in his human mind, it looked like this could be it right here, and things could be happy and, and all of that. But in God's wisdom, wisdom, he knew that the promise was not with the child of the bondwoman, but was with a man by faith and the free woman. Praise God. And he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. What a great testimony. Your son, your son lives, your son lives. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. And he realized. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his whole house. Whew. He came back. They were like, he's, 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 he's alive. He's better. And you didn't have to go and get, he healed up on his own. That's what they were thinking in the house, right? They were like, he, 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 you didn't have to go. He, he was fine and he got better. And he said, well, hold on a second. When, when, what time did he start getting better? And they said, oh, about three o'clock. He says, wow. You know what? That's when Jesus told me, go, your son lives. He believed, and then his whole house believed. Amen. That's how faith is. It's just like a fire, right? It spreads throughout a whole house. Somebody comes in and believes, and then the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the husband, the wife, the children, it just starts to spread. And before you know it, you have a whole family that wasn't serving God and is now serving God. Amen. But the Bible is full of these types of situations, right? Where we as believers, we think it's going to go this way or it should work out like that. And it doesn't. And it's God's got something else. Think about Jacob. He was told his whole life from his mother, there's a special blessing on your life. There's a special blessing on your life. He thought that he had to go 
and get that blessing by deceiving his father. Right? Yeah. And so in his mind and in his mother's mind, this was the way to fulfill the will of God. But we know that that was not the way. And the fulfillment came later on when God blessed him, changed him, everything about him. A rebirth, if you will, right? And so I encourage you that just because you go to the Lord and you don't get the answer that you're expecting, it's like what Jesus said to the widow lady and the unrighteous judge because he came back time after time or she came back time after time after time suddenly finally he says you know what you have wore me out <laughs> with your petition and he gave her her request that's how we are to be amen God you can do this. Would you do this? Petition him. This is, this is the teaching of the Lord. Amen. And we find it right here in this story that he wasn't discouraged and he left, but he continued and said, God, we know, I know that you can do this. Just come. Just come. Amen. So there will be times, there will be times when it doesn't seem like things are going our way. We can't get discouraged. We got to hang in there. We got to continue to do what we know is right. We got to continue to pray. Even if you don't see things, perhaps in your loved one's life, your child's life, and you're, you're not seeing signs, you've got to continue and just say, God, your word says... Lord, I believe you got to speak encouragement into yourself. Uh, the Bible says faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. you got to hear yourself say it. Uh, Lord, I believe that you can do this in my child's life. Uh, God, I believe that you can save my husband. I believe uh, that you can save my wife. I believe that you can turn this situation around. Uh, God, I believe that you can heal my body. Uh, I believe that you can heal the body of my loved one. Uh, we got to continue, amen, uh, and not grow weary in well-doing. Amen. Yes. That's a good point. Sure. I like that. Amen. There's going to come things in people's lives. You look at the you you look at the Sermon on the Mount. It's two two homes. The storms of life happen to both of them. <laughs> and just because that I'm serving the Lord doesn't mean that the storms of life are no longer going to happen. The storms of life are going to continue to come. And it's just that 
You're either built on the rock, on the Lord Jesus, or you're built on your own strength. And that house is not going to stand. And so that's the one thing we know is there's going to come trials in our lives. And there's going to come situations that, that go beyond our capacity to deal with. And it's those whose lives are built on the Lord Jesus Christ. They will stand. Amen. And so the hope that we have is this, is that those that we work with, those that we, I would say, go to school with, those that are our neighbors, family members, uh, when they see our faithfulness, uh, that we continue, that we're not living under these circumstances that come our way, amen, but we continue in our walk, our faithfulness, our persistency with God, amen. What it does is it gives those individuals hope uh, and that there can be a time in their life that they will come and turn towards the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And so we've got to remember that just because the things are not working out the way that we think, faith always wins out at the end. Brother Jacob. Amen. And, and sometimes we, d we can't see it. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Brother Kelly. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's great. Thank you. And if you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, it is the Lord's desire, amen, to move in and to fill you with his spirit. Praise God. God bless. Appreciate each and every one of you. We will transition into the next part of our service. We'll take a few minutes to greet, hand, greet one another, shake hands, and introduce yourself.